Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 30th of March. A day after masses across the country flouted restrictions against large gatherings for holy celebrations, India reported over 56,000 new coronavirus cases, taking its tally to over 1 crore 20 lakh. Daily deaths rose by 271 and the virus has killed more than 160,000 people so far. India has recorded over 60,000 new cases per day for the last 3 days. Yesterday, Maharashtra added 31,000 new infections to its tally, taking its overall count to nearly 28,000. This is lower than its Sunday tally of 40,414 new cases, but as Scroll reported, this could be attributed to low testing due to holy celebrations. The state is also considering imposing a strict lockdown if people fail to follow COVID guidelines. Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray has already imposed a ban on all social gatherings and a night curfew is in place as well to tackle the pandemic. Delhi reported its sharpest daily rise since December 13th with nearly 2000 cases. The national capital now has a total case load of over 659000 cases. Globally, COVID-19 has infected 126.6 million people and killed 2.77 million, according to the John Hopkins University tracker. A team of World Health Organization appointed international experts will present details of their findings on Tuesday from a mission to China to study the origins of the coronavirus, AFP reported. Their report concluded that the virus was probably passed to humans from a bat via an intermediary animal. However, the report offers no definitive answers on how the new coronavirus jumped to humans. BBC reported that a senior scientist has warned that the US faces impending doom as coronavirus cases and hospital admissions rise across the country. On Monday, US President Joe Biden urged state politicians once again to make mask wearing obligatory in public places. He also promised that by mid-April, 90% of American adults would be able to receive a vaccine. The US has recorded around 60,000 new cases daily for the past week. The Congress has filed a police complaint against Assam Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonwal, BJP Chief JP Nadda, State President Ranjit Kumar Das, as well as eight leading newspapers for camouflaging an advertisement as news, predicting the party's victory in all the seats in Upper Assam that went to polls in the first phase on March 27th, East Mojo reported. The FIR was lodged with the Dispur police station on Sunday night for allegedly violating the model code of conduct. The newspapers named in the complaint include the Assam Tribune, Ahomya Pratidin, Amar Aham, Nyomya Bartha, Ahomya Khobar, Dainik Assam, Dainik Juka Shanka, and Dainik Purvodaya. APCC legal department chairman Niran Bora said and I quote This is a blatant violation of the model code of conduct the representation of people act 1951 and the election commission's relevant instructions and media policies by BJP leaders and members who after realizing that their defeat is inevitable have resorted to desperate illegal and unconstitutional methods to influence the voters across the state end quote 
Bora alleged that the advertisements had been presented in a manner that would prejudice the minds of the voters. He urged the police to take prompt and necessary action against those named in the complaint, including the newspapers. Over 79% of the total voters in Assam exercised their franchise in 47 assembly constituencies during the first phase of polling in Assam on Saturday, and the impressive turnout indicates how seriously the people are taking this election. We at News Laundry are also taking the assembly elections very seriously, and our reporters have been on the ground at West Bengal, Assam, Tamil Nadu and Kerala for the last few weeks, bringing you extensive ground reports and interviews. One of our latest reports is by Nidhi and Aditya, who went to speak with Metro man E. Sridharan at his home in Palakkad. The idea was to talk about why he joined the BJP, his plans for Kerala, and his opinion on key BJP issues like love jihad and beef consumption. Twelve minutes into the interview, however, things took a turn. You'll need to watch the video to see exactly what happened, but Sridharan accused the media of asking only negative questions, refused to comment further, and then walked out. The purpose of the media in a democracy is not to placate the powerful. Instead, it is to ask hard-hitting questions that hold power to account. With India's status as a free democratic country coming under serious scrutiny in the last few months, it is up to journalism to ask the questions that matter. And that journalism should serve the people free from the influence of governments and corporates. At News Laundry, our priority has always been to work towards creating a sustainable business model where our subscribers fund the stories that matter. If you aren't a subscriber already and want to be a part of this army fighting to keep news free, you can do so too. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Madhya Pradesh police have booked Rajesh Srivastav, a BJP leader from Jabalpur, for rape and blackmailing a woman, Indian Express reported. The matter came to light after the woman approached the police with her husband and registered an FIR against Srivastav. Superintendent of Police Siddharth Bahuguna said, and I quote, The accused is a local leader of BJP's Yuva Morcha. We have registered a case against him based on the woman's complaint, and he will be arrested soon. End quote. According to the police, the woman became acquainted with Srivastav, who would come to her house often. During one such visit, she said he spiked the juice she had offered him. The woman said she drank the juice, lost consciousness, and was raped by Srivastav. The woman additionally stated that Srivastav had taken photos and videos during the alleged rape. A police officer from Jabalpur said, and I quote, He told the woman to either return to him or cough up 10 lakh rupees. But after the woman did not agree to it, he sent the videos and photos to her husband, after which the matter came to light, end quote. The Congress party in Madhya Pradesh said the act of rape and blackmail by a BJP leader has crossed all limits, while BJP spokesperson Rajneesh Agarwal said, and I quote, I was not aware of the matter, but the law will take its course, end quote. Also in Madhya Pradesh, arrests have been made in another horrific incident, where residents of a village in Alirajpur district reportedly beat up and tethered a minor rape survivor to the accused and forced the two to walk around the village. The 16-year-old girl was raped by the 21-year-old accused on Sunday. The man who is accused of rape and five villagers, including members of the girl's family, have been arrested. 
a video showing the girl and the accused tied with ropes being beaten and forced to walk in public in the village amidst slogans of Bharat Mata Ki Jai has gone viral on social media. A day after four farmers from Punjab's Malawat were arrested in connection with the assault on Abohar MLA Arun Narang, farmers from different villages in the area held a day-long pakka dharna at Malawat's Bhatinda Chowk yesterday, demanding the cancellation of the FIRs. The farmers lifted the dharna at around 7.30pm after police officers assured them of a fair investigation in the case. On Sunday, the Muktsar police had arrested four people and booked 23 others in connection with the assault on the BJP MLA in Malawat town. The protesting farmers also alleged that the attack was stage-managed and accused the BJP of putting the blame on the farmers. They also accused the BJP of subjecting them to mental assault for the past many months. Speaking to Indian Express, Karamjeet Singh, a farmer participating in yesterday's dharna, said, and I quote, Tearing off someone's clothes is not good, but our union members never did this. We only do symbolic protest. It seems BJP workers stage-managed by letting their own men strip Narang and later blamed farmers. End quote. Rajpal Singh Hundral, SP Investigations of Muksar, said, and I quote, We are not going to arrest anyone who was not present at the spot that day. Our investigation in the case of attempt to murder and assault of MLA is going on. End quote. A day after the Manipur government issued an order preventing local authorities from setting up food and shelter camps for Myanmar refugees, NDTV reported that the order had been withdrawn. The fresh order maintains that the state government has been taking all necessary humanitarian steps, including taking in some injured Myanmar refugees to the state capital, Imphal, for treatment. The earlier order, sent out on March 26th, had asked border officials to politely turn away those seeking refuge in India. A directive had been issued stating that there should not be any camp to provide food and shelter to Myanmar nationals and no civil society group should provide food and shelter to the refugees either. In a letter dated yesterday, H. Gyan Prakash, Special Home Secretary to the state government said, and I quote, It appears that the contents of the letter have been misconstrued and interpreted differently. In order to avoid this misunderstanding, I am directed to convey the decision of the government that it has decided to withdraw the letter dated 26th March 2021. The government has been taking all humanitarian steps, including taking the refugees to Imphal, to treat injured Myanmaris nationals. The state government continues to provide all aid. End quote. The Biren Singh government's order for Manipur had drawn widespread criticism on social media. India was among eight nations that attended an annual military parade in Myanmar's capital on March 27th, nearly two months after the military staged a coup to depose the Aung San Suu Kyi government and launched a deadly crackdown against protesters. Russia, China, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Laos and Thailand also sent representatives to Myanmar to be a part of the parade to mark Tatmadaw Day on Saturday. The annual parade took place a day after the military chiefs of nearly a dozen nations condemned the excessive use of force by the Myanmar military against the protesters. In a statement issued on Friday, General Mark A. Milley, the chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, joined fellow chiefs in condemning the use of lethal force against protesters. 
Since its initial statement soon after the coup, India has maintained silence on the issue. On February 1st, the External Affairs Ministry had stated, and I quote, We have noted the developments in Myanmar with deep concern. India has always been steadfast in its support to the process of democratic transition in Myanmar. We believe that the rule of law and the democratic process must be upheld. We are monitoring the situation closely. End quote. BBC reported that an agreement between the two countries allows Indians and Burmese to cross the border and stay up to 14 days. But the border has been closed since March last year due to COVID-19. While it's still hard to say how many refugees from Myanmar have entered India since the coup, some estimates put the number at 700. The numbers are expected to increase as violence against anti-coup protesters continues. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has joined more than 20 world leaders in calling for a new global settlement to help the world prepare for future pandemics. In a newspaper article, the leaders, including the German Chancellor and French President, said COVID-19 posed the biggest challenge since World War II. Writing in the Daily Telegraph and publications such as Le Monde in France and El País in Spain, the 24 leaders argued that a treaty similar to that reached in the wake of World War II is needed to build cross-border cooperation. The letter read, and I quote, The aims were clear to bring countries together to dispel the temptations of isolationism and nationalism and to address the challenges that could only be achieved together in the spirit of solidarity and cooperation, namely peace, prosperity, health and security. End quote. They added that a new treaty would help to establish better systems for alerting people about potential pandemics, while also improving the sharing of data and distribution of vaccines, and personal protective equipment. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.